You're listening to Coffee Talk with Father Brad. All right, everyone. This is Father Brad Doyle, and you are listening to Coffee Talk, where we drink coffee and talk about Jesus. But right now, I'm drinking an Uber fruit, Berliner Weiss, and I'm with uh, two good friends of mine, CJ and Daniel Laird. They're part of my domestic church circle. All that lingo, huh? You're confused. What is DC? It is not a comic book. It is a great... Actually, I'm going to let them introduce themselves and explain what DC is. How are y'all doing? Doing We're great. Doing all right. How are you? I'm fantastic, and I'm really glad you're here. Um, we're recording a, a coffee talk, but we're also going to be recording a quizzical papist with the entire group um, for next week. Um, but uh, CJ and Danielle, introduce yourselves. Who are y'all, and uh, what's DC? All right. So we are CJ and Danielle Laird. We've been married for 15 years. We have four beautiful children, Colin and Ellie and Teresa and Catherine, who are thankfully with someone else this evening so that we don't have to bother with them. They're wonderful babysitter. They're um, wonderful, but loud. So they, they are that. Not good for recording. No, that's true. Um, <laughs> they would actually be great for recording, though, like the, in, separately, you know, like just them just hanging out. It would be uh, hilarious. They would be hilarious. For sure. That's awesome. Okay. And so 15 years, that's great. Yeah. Um, so you asked what domestic church is. The basic idea of domestic church is you bring married couples together and you encourage each other in a particular uh, spirituality, a particular kind of expression of our Catholic faith. It's nothing that's really light years ahead of anything else. It's not anything that's tremendously different. It's just really accountability and a level of expectation that everybody shares, right? That we, we all are committed to growing in our faith as couples. And that's probably the thing that most attracted us to it was this idea that we were going to grow together spiritually as opposed to, I mean, there's so many opportunities for us to grow as men or to grow as women, mm-hmm. but there's not as many places where we as a church are working for a married couple to grow together as a married couple. Yeah. You have the men's conference, you have the women's conference, you have the women's prayer group, you have the men's retreats, acts retreats. And those those are are all all wonderful, but But they separate. They do. And and sometimes we've heard from, we've done acts. Both of us have been uh, participants in that in teams. And, uh, but we've heard from other acts couples that sometimes the men will be on their high from their retreat and then they'll come down and the women will go on their high from their retreat and then they'll come down, but they're not necessarily in unity always kind of on that journey together. So that's something we've really enjoyed in a domestic church. And we were in a similar marriage movement called teams of our lady, which domestic church is kind of modeled off of when we lived in Texas, but which that should be your team name tonight for quizzical papers. But we have another couple who's not, who wasn't team in name. Lady. We already have team, team of our lady. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Keep going. Sorry. Anyway, we've done our homework. Come on. Um, but because we're growing together and we're walking it together. And so we, like you should in life, when you're married, you have your highs together and your lows together and you, it's always in unity. Um, and like he was saying, it's not really reinventing the wheel. It's doing things that most Catholics or Christians should do anyway. We have, uh, seven commitments. Yes. Seven commitments that we undertake. Um, let's see if I can remember them all. So daily prayer, couple and family prayer, personal prayer, daily, personal prayer, daily couple and family prayer, daily reading of scripture, a monthly couple dialogue where you sit down and talk, um, and make plans and assess your life with, in the presence of Christ, um, an annual retreat, which could be a couples or family retreat. There's two more. What are they? 
Um, I should know too. I know. I'm um, their circle priest. So I'm like the priest that's kind of just hangs out with all these people. You accidentally split couple prayer and family prayer. Those okay, so are those different. Are okay, so that goes to me six and. Well, um, rule of life. Rule of life. I, there we rule go. Of life. Hey. <laughs> you pass. You can stay in the circle. <laughs> so these are things that everybody should be doing. We should always be praying. We yeah, it's be not extraordinary. Scripture. It's like okay, this is a Christian life. But it's but it says we're all going to do it together, and we're all going to encourage each other to do those things, and we're all going to meet once a month to study and pray together, to hear how each other's lives are going, and to say how you doing on those things. Are you excelling? And if so, how can I learn from your success? And if you're having trouble, let's pick back up and try again. So Yeah, and it's it's recognizing that it's while it's what we should all be doing, we also all struggle with it. So we come back together monthly and we talk about how are we doing in these commitments. And the answer is always going to be, well, I screwed up somewhere. And somebody's going to have advice for us or they're going to have an insight for us. Or at the very least, they're going to have encouragement and accountability. They're going to say, well, you know, it's going to be okay, but you got to do better, you know, and it's, you can't just allow yourself to, to slump and continue to slump. And to encourage each other. Not necessarily looking at each other. I said like, encouragement. You. I started with that. Encouragement and accountability. Mm, I think y'all need a dialogue about that little <laughs> spat. No. So and that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. It's nothing fancy. It's legit, simple, just uh, what Christ calls all of us to do, but it's a little more intentional than the normal yeah. situation. Now, where did it begin? It began in Poland. Um, right. it, it sprung out of the light life movement, which John Paul II was involved in, in getting the youth um, connected to each other, connected to their faith. But once they got old enough to get married, they kind of had aged out of the light life movement, and they didn't have something as married couples to continue growing. Typical, so, right? Everyone's got youth ministry, and then it's like, what do you uh, do now? Uh, oh, real life. So uh, the the priest who was in charge of it at the time, he was a friend of John Paul the Great's. His name is, uh, let me get this right, Franciszek Blaszniki, I believe. Oh, I think good. I nailed it. Wow, you win. You uh, win tonight. Excellent. Five extra points at Quizzical Papist. Oh, <laughs> Actually, I should ask that as a question. <laughs> you should. You should. So Father Blaszniki, uh, you know, these these young people, as they got married, went to him and said, we need something. We can't keep doing a youth movement together anymore. That doesn't really work. Um, and so he went to go find something to base it on. And, you know, Danielle mentioned earlier Teams of Our Lady, which was a French movement that was founded in the 40s. Um, and he found that and said, well, there's a lot of good here. Um, and, you know, having been involved in both ministries, we can see the differences. Uh, and domestic church definitely has this kind of element of having come out of a youth movement. It's a lot more... I wouldn't say more intentional. That's not the right way to say it, but it's a lot more kind of intense in its intentionality. It's more focused too. Yeah. Focus on the commitments and don't get distracted by other, other things, things because it just, it's about God and inviting him into your life. And if you lose sight of that and you think it's a magic recipe, that's just get back to the commitments. And we like that. And one of the things that helps you to do that is again, and again, something that grew out of the light life movement, both movements, both teens of our lady and domestic church have the requirement of a retreat. But Teens of Our Lady allows you to undertake any retreat you want to. Gotcha. But the domestic church has, we have our own retreats that are scripted that the Poles have been using now for, you know, 40 years. And they we're translating them as as we go. and uh, Which makes for some funny <laughs> situations. Yeah, absolutely. But um, that, that our retreats, you know, we have several different types of retreats, but the hallmark of the thing is the summer retreat. Now the polls do a 21 day summer retreat because they can get away from day for 21 days. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But we do a nine day retreat. Um, and it's a family retreat. That's the thing that's kind of the hallmark of this is that you come back together with other 
circles uh, from all over the country, right? We're coming together with English-speaking couples and families from all over the country that we know. Um, you know, and we've gone to Houston, we've gone to Florida, we've gone to North Carolina, um, on these family retreats for nine days with other families and you really intentionally live it out. And it's difficult just like any retreat can be. And particularly as you can imagine, you know, squeezing our six people in our family into one hotel room, um, builds sure. togetherness. Oh intimacy. yeah. You grow a lot, but it re- you really do. And you become intentional, right? You get this little, uh, Oasis. Intentional community. They, we call them oasis, and that's what it is, right? The first few days are hard, but once you get past that, it's like, wow, we really are just a, a fully intentional Christian community. And your kids get to see that, and they get to live it, and then you come home, and everybody's on that high. Like Danielle said, we're not all going on retreats on our own, but we go together, uh, and we come back as a family mm-hmm. on that high. Yeah. You know, something that just stood out to me this week, um, there was a video that was online and it was the woman who started the Shout Your Abortion movement. Have you heard about this? I saw this video that you posted, but she was talking to children yeah, about it her was, experience. Well, it was, there's a whole series, children talk to a football player, children talk to a musician, children talk to a woman who had an abortion. <laughs> I mean, it seems a little different and odd, but um, so it's part of that. And, and this woman particularly that they were talking to, I mean, these are middle schoolers. Um, she started the shout your abortion movement and what stood out to me and, and you should go find it, go watch it. I think it's important to watch. It's hard to get through from my perspective and for a lot of people I know, but what stood out to me is, is the reality that you were always being formed. You know, you're always being indoctrinated, if you will. You know, everyone looks to the Christian church and they're like, look at that indoctrinization. And, um, what the reality is, is that if you're not teaching, then something's teaching. Is it mm-hmm. Snapchat? Yeah. Is it Instagram? Is it, uh, you know, we joked about Fortnite earlier. Um, <laughs> but what's what y'all are doing and what the domestic church movement and any kind of movement like that is saying, you know what, we're going to take a proactive position. We're going to proactively move towards um, towards in teaching our children mm-hmm. and having them be in a good environment. And towards Christ being an integral part of who we are, not just something we do on Sundays, but a part of, like he's part of our family. He's part of our, our domestic church, our little church in our home. Yep. That's awesome. So uh, thank you all for coming by. Thanks for talking about domestic church. Um, if there was any advice, not partic- pertaining to just domestic church, but I have a, a lot of young listeners. I think there's actually some listeners from Chicago, which is cool because I think domestic church is big I think Chicago. It's, yeah, yeah there's, there? there's, a, there's an English speaking version of domestic church in Chicago that's actually different than ours because they're all from Polish families and it's just the young people in those families that don't know Pol- Polish anymore. Polish. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, oh, wow. So, that's crazy. So what, just for young uh, Catholics that are maybe starting marriage or starting to have kids, what's some like your one advice to young families? Uh, I didn't ask you this before. Y'all can well, come up with it. I would say we started with Teams of Our Lady when we had been married only three years. And so we've always, nearly always had this framework. And we, when we moved to Louisiana and we were not in Teams of Our Lady, we had not yet started with domestic church. We thought we can keep these things up without the group. We can still pray every day. We can still do those things, but the accountability is important and um, being on the journey together because those things did fall away, even though we had good intentions because we're human and it's just easy to do. So it's just, it helped us 
have that framework of friends who are all encouraging us and help sure. us to be more consistent. So I would say, you know, domestic church, teams of our lady, those have worked very well for us and they're a very good accountability structure. They also bring us a level of friendship with couples and families that you, you really, you're never going to have that depth if you don't, if you're not really intentional about it. So I would say my advice to young people and especially to young couples and young families is to engage in your parish, find people that you can connect with, not necessarily people your own age, right? Especially as a young couple, our, our domestic church circle is actually, we're all pretty well peers age wise, but our teens of our lady, uh, team was really, really disparate, right? We had older couples. We were the youngest couple. So we had people to look up to, you know, and that's, that's also important. But the important thing here is reach out, know people, have them know you Mm -hmm. so that if you don't show up to mass on Sunday, somebody Mm -hmm. notices and, and they They comment on it. Yeah. Where are you at? Yeah. Where you been? Plug in, get to know people who are further down the faith journey than you, because Mm -hmm. you can learn from them and connect with them. And they can look and say, oh, I know how hard it is to be where you are or how joyful it is to be where you are. Um, and that's been a great gift for us in our faith journey. Amen. Well, thank you, uh, CJ and Danielle. And you will hear more of them next week where the whole domestic church circle or, or uh, much of it of the circle that I am a priest of um, will be battling in the quizzical papist, uh, a full quizzical papist trivia episode. Uh, so stay tuned. If you want, if you like what you hear about domestic church, go find it, Google it. Find it. I don't know. Is the website Domestic Church Families is the dot org? I think it's dot com, but I'm not sure. It's dot org, dot net, dot Try them all. Hopefully, Google Domestic Church Families. Yeah, and you'll that get it, and uh, maybe you can go on a retreat, an evangelization retreat, and bring it to wherever you are. Amen. Right? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay. God bless. See you all next week. Bye. I used yeah. to be in a band, and we had to say check, check, one, two, a lot. It was, and for a brief stint. The, the best part, she was the keyboardist in a rock band while she was pregnant. Well, I got pregnant, and then I was, like, playing while I was this pregnant. And they had to put a stool so I wouldn't pass out during a long set. It was... No free beer when you're pregnant. No, I, we played at a daiquiri place. I was so sad. I couldn't... Were you her husband? Yeah. So you what? get the Were free you? beer. <laughs> he wasn't there. He was No, I was kids. with the other three kids. This is when I was pregnant with Catherine. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah, wait. You were pregnant. <laughs> I was pregnant with them before. I was such a doofus. <laughs> No, this was their first husband. <laughs> Were you her husband? Uh, yeah. I'm glad I recorded all that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>